Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Another exciting and lovely episode today is me, Jared Bradford, have my co-host Connor Mueller today, and a lot of things have changed since we've been on the podcast. It's been a couple of weeks. We've had a couple of weeks off, and this episode we're recording on April 16th, and we're going to put it out in a couple of days, um, and a lot of things have changed for you guys, mostly. How are you, how are you holding up? Yeah. We had we had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> about three weeks ago. So Barrett Barrett Robert Mueller is here. So first of all, congratulations. It's already been three weeks and mm-hmm. it feels like it's only been a week for me on my end, just from like mm. you know, being on the outside looking in. But it's been three weeks already, and that's like almost a month. Um you guys have had not only the big change of having him, but these three weeks have been pretty transformative, I'm sure, as well, and just getting used to a new, a new normal for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It for real, it feels like a week for us too. Yeah, three weeks has flown by. Yeah, and it's he's he's already changing. Every week he he changes and grows, and we're really trying to savor this newborn stage because we know it's going to be really short lived. Mm. That's we are obviously at the age where people have babies, friends have babies, you see people having babies and like you get updates most of the time on like social media, like, oh, here's your newborn and like, boom, six months later, six months old and then six more months goes by and they're walking and they're starting Mm -hmm. to say words. It's like, dude, what is happening? Like time goes by so quick and they babies just blossom so fast, it seems like. Um, Yeah. So it's good that you guys kind of want to slow down and try to take those like little kodak moments like pictures in time you know yeah. at least in your mind um well today's episode is going to be pretty wide ranging we're obviously going to talk about barrett and and you guys and how how everything has changed and your perspectives and whatever else we can dig into so um hopefully our listeners and viewers are ready for that and it's going to be a really interesting episode to hear from you guys because you you're a first-time parents now this is your first baby and uh yeah. he he's been a lot of fun so far yeah yeah we joined the the new parent club yeah new parent club. Yep. so i have a question i want to first of all his, his name's uh barrett robert mueller so robert i yeah. know is is a family name from Corey, right because that's his yes. middle name yes um so was that his grandpa's name robert correct one of those okay that's what yeah. i thought so where did barrett come from Man, we went back and forth brainstorming names for a while mm-hmm. during early pregnancy. So probably second trimester, we were just kind of shooting names back and forth. We would usually do it through text. I would just kind of throw a name out there. And we both have veto powder, power. Mm. So there were very few names we could agree on. Yeah. Um, I had thrown Barrett out there. I just really liked it. It's Kind of unusual. I don't know anyone named Barrett. Mm. It's not necessarily a trendy name. 
but I felt like it was a really strong name. And I thought it was cool that his friends will call him Bear as he grows mm. up. Um, and so I threw that one out there and Corey's like, yeah, yeah, I like that one. He still really likes Theodore. Um, even, even when we were in the hospital, like about to give birth, um, he was, we were kind of saying like, oh, like what if he comes out and he's not a Barrett Mm -hmm. and Corey's like, well, he could be a Theodore, you know? Uh, uh, Yeah. uh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it was you that came up with it. You thought you just like found it, loved the name. Yeah, it was it was part of the brainstorming process. And it was the one name we both kind of landed on and both liked. And we we kept the name under wraps. Yeah, I mean, I entire pregnancy. I didn't know it all. I think I may have asked at one point, like, well, what names you guys thinking? And Corey was like, yeah, we're not sharing that. And I was that's a smart thing to do, because then you're going to people's opinions and people's even my opinion is one of your closest friends, uh, hopefully. Like my opinion, like has no say. You guys got to make that decision for yourself, right? And just opening up that conversation with other people just makes you doubt yourself in some way, some uh, potentially, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the exact reason I didn't want to share. Corey really wanted to share the name. Yeah, and I it was me where I said I I just don't want to know anyone's opinion. I don't want to hear about it. I like the name. That's the only thing that matters. Um, and I was worried. I was worried that people would say, oh, or I knew a Barrett once and he was an asshole. Yeah. And I just I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, I do like all the nicknames that go along with it. Bear, Barry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Barry. I think Barry. It took me like a week before I was like, oh, I'm gonna call him Barry for no reason. <laughs> I've never met him yet. Yeah. Maybe I won't call him that. But in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna call him Barry. Yeah. Yeah. I like the nicknames too. Barry sounds like an old man name, which is actually very fitting right now because I think he kind of looks like an old man. (laughs) A little bit old man baby. Yeah. Benjamin Button, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so let's go back to as you know, your your due date was March thirty first. Yes. Right? So yeah. he actually came a little bit earlier. So let's go back to that. Like, I know you on one of our recent episodes, you said, oh, I think he's going to go like the distance and then some. Right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Surprise. But let's take it back to, I don't know, the day or two leading up to the whole process that happened going into labor and birth. So yeah. what, how was that? You know, when you first learned, like, I should go to the hospital, like what? Let's go back to that moment. Oh, what were okay. you feeling and what was that mentally like? Yeah, we we got up. This was so Barrett was born on March 25th. The morning of the 24th, we had our 39 week appointment. So it was at 815 in the morning. Corey and I got up, drove to the doctor's office, routine visit. It was just going to be a checkup, you know, check in, got to the doctor's office. The nurse came in and took my blood pressure and it was, it was a touch high. It was like 135 over 90. So I was like, she said that and I was like, oh, that's kind of high for me, especially. Mm-hmm. And the nurse left, didn't say anything. And then the doctor came in and she was just like, all right, things are looking good. Baby's looking good. Heart rate sounds good. Um, and we were going to leave. Mm-hmm. and. As right before we were going to leave, I said, hey, my blood pressure was a little high. Like I called it out 
And she's like, oh, what was it? And I said, 135 over 90. And she said, oh, the nurse didn't say anything. That's strange. I'm going to have her come back in and take it again. I was like, okay, sounds good. So I waited. Nurse came back in, retook it. It was the same. So the doctor came back in. She's like, okay, your blood pressure is borderline preeclampsia. So for preeclampsia, it has to be um, either at or above 140 over 90 and either number. So because my bottom number was 90, I was at 90, there's a really small risk for preeclampsia. And she's like, okay, this is really common. High blood pressure in the third trimester is really common. They see it all the time. They always take precautions because preeclampsia can lead to like really dangerous conditions for the mom and the baby. Um, It can lead to like impaired kidney and liver function. It can lead in really extreme cases. It can lead to seizures. Um, So they always take precautions. They're like, okay, we're going to send you to triage in the hospital and we're going to take you over there and they're going to monitor your blood pressure for the next few hours. So basically, if they get a high reading, they have to get two high readings within a four hour time span. And so they another nurse came in, they brought a wheelchair and they wheelchaired me (laughs) over to triage, which I was like, oh, seriously, I have to be wheelchaired over. I am capable of walking. Yeah. But they brought a wheelchair and I got in the wheelchair. Corey walked next to me. The nurse is pushing the wheelchair. So we went to triage. We checked in and they just hooked me up to like a continuous monitor. And they were also monitoring the baby's heartbeat. So they had like a belly monitor. Mm. Um, and a few hours later, my blood pressure had not changed. It was still the same, 135 over 90. Um, so the midwife came in and she said, all right, you're really borderline. Usually with preeclampsia, there's a few other symptoms that are paired with a high blood pressure reading. So things like headaches, blurred vision, swelling in your hands, your legs, your feet. And I didn't have any of those things. I only have one of the symptoms and it's just on the cusp of being risky. And so the midwife said, I'm going to consult the doctor, but because you're at 39 weeks, like your full term, why would we risk it at this point? You know, if you were, if you were 20 weeks, we'd probably send you home and have you come back on Monday and we do a recheck. But she's like, because you're 39 weeks, we just want to err on the side of being really cautious because you have a really healthy baby, your full term you could give birth and you and baby would both be fine. So she consulted with the doctor. The doctor said the same thing. And so they said, all right, our recommendation is that we admit you. And we're like, whoa. Hey, we just had a follow-up appointment today. <laughs> yeah, we were not ready for this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we, like, all of our stuff was at home, our hospital yeah. bag. Oh, shit. All yeah. of that. And they're like, all right. What we're going to do is we, we don't need to see you till later this afternoon. So it's still, it's almost noon at this point. So they said, leave, go home, get your stuff, get something to eat, take a nap, and then come back later this afternoon. Um, 
we won't induce you probably till 7 p.m. anyway, because that's when there's a shift change that occurs. So then they would basically induce me at the start of a shift change so that I would have the same staff all yeah. through the night. <laughs> so, yeah, we we left Corey's parent. Corey called his mom and dad and they were in Michigan and they're like, all right, we're going to start heading north. And we're going to stop at your place. We'll get your hospital bag. We'll get anything else you need. So we gave them a list of stuff. We're like, grab us our pillows, grab us glasses, grab us the hospital bag, toiletries, all this stuff, headphones. Um, so his mom, his mom basically went on a scavenger hunt through our house trying to find all of these things that we were requesting. But yeah, Corey and I left. We, our first stop was Target. Um, naturally we went to target. Um, we're like, we got to Let's buy some snacks. Let's get some good water. Let's, um, buy I wanted de- decor, home decor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe a new blanket and a candle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I bought, um, a pair of slippers cause mm-hmm. I wanted something to wear in the hospital room and I bought a robe. So I'm living the robe life now. Hell yeah. Finally mm-hmm. about time. So I bought a comfy robe and yeah, we and we bought Legos. <laughs> of course. We I've heard that being induced can be a really long process. Yeah. And so we were kind of thinking maybe we should have something to do. We might be kind of bored. So we bought Legos. Sure. Yeah. That's a good idea. Just in case we would want to build Legos while Did we're you build them? hanging out. We didn't. Okay. We didn't end up building them. It seemed but. like things progressed pretty quickly. Yeah, they they definitely did. But then we left Target. We went and had lunch at Oriana, the co-op in Traverse City. And then we're like, all right, let's let's go to the hospital, I guess. Yeah. It felt really surreal. And yeah. we we walked into the hospital and ser- it seriously felt like we were checking into a hotel room because I'm not in active labor at this point at all yes, we're just res- reservation for the Mueller family to have another Mueller yes <laughs> exactly Corey we walked in and there's you know there's someone at reception kind yeah, of yeah. we walked in and Corey said uh hi there we're we're here to have a baby <laughs> <laughs> and they basically they basically check you into a room yeah the room that you're gonna deliver in and there's a bed in there there's a cot in there mm. Uh, there's a TV, there's all the delivery stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it's it a was little weird. Is it a, it's the room for birthing is a little different than like a normal hospital room, isn't it? Isn't it a little more like comfortable family, like a little bit bigger, maybe? Yes. That- yeah, there's, um, there's a private uh, bathroom with a shower and a tub. There's... Um, like the hospital bed, the hospital bed that I was in, it, it was like a transformer. I mean, it could go up and down, left and right. You can like break it down into different positions and angles. And there's a cot, there was a little table and chairs. Um, it was, yeah, it was a big room and we got, we actually, after delivery, we got moved to like a recovery room. Yeah. Which was just like two beds yeah. and TV bathroom. So as you guys got admitted, what was going through your mind? Were you like, 
hell yeah, I'm ready for this. We're like, oh my God, all the bad things that could happen. And how were you working yourself through that? Yeah, that's a good question. I was in shock. I was like, is this happening? Yeah. Are we having a, we're having a baby and the baby's going to be here, you know, in 12 hours. It was, it was really hard for me to wrap my brain around. And I was just trying to go with the flow. You know, I, we were admitted and the first thing I asked is if I could take a shower because we actually left kind of in a hurry that morning to make our appointment. And so I had not brushed my teeth. <laughs> I had not showered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, man, I felt kind of gross. I was like, I just, can I shower? I asked the nurse if I could shower. She's like, oh, sure. Yeah, let's get, let's get your vitals. She wanted to take my blood pressure again and check the baby's heartbeat. And so they did that. And then she's like, all right, yeah, go and shower. So I showered and the cha- I changed and she I was basically hooked up to monitors from there on out. Mm. Um, so I they had like a belly monitor to keep an eye on the baby and they hooked me up. Um, they put like an IV port in my arm. Um, yeah, it was it was weird and it was weird just kind of like sitting in the bed. Also still not in active labor, just kind of like hanging out in the hospital room. And Corey and I are like surfing the TV channels. Uh, it was, it was strange. So they induced labor. It wasn't a natural uh, labor for you. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So they, they gave me two things. They gave me something called mesoprostol. I think that's how you say it. And that. They started administering that every four hours after I was admitted. And that is, it softens your cervix and it can start to induce like cramping of the uterus to try to get things started. And then later on, they gave me something called Pitocin. And Pitocin um, basically increases... um, uterine cramping mm-hmm. so really to try to get contractions going yeah so yep um wow okay so all that's going on how is Corey doing is Corey like pretty much the same as you uh going with the flow it's really you guys talking it all through the process yeah we talked about when we were at lunch before going to the hospital we kept kind of saying how strange this felt this is not what I imagined at all. Mm. I imagined being at home, having contractions, maybe my water breaks, laboring at home, Corey coming home from work maybe and driving me to the hospital. That's what I imagined in my head. And so it was weird not to have that play out. Although this scenario felt really calm because we were just kind of, walking in I didn't I will I will also say ignorance is bliss because with this being our first child I didn't really know what to expect I didn't know what labor was going to feel like especially being induced I didn't know how long that would that process would take it's different for everybody so I thought I don't know this could take a couple hours this could take a day who knows so really there was a lot of unknowns but it was almost a blissful experience because there was so much I didn't know. So you were just kind of rolling with the punches. 
as they come. You get very caught up and you're not, it's hard to like take a moment to like slow down in that type of setting. Cause you're all of a sudden in the hospital, even though it's a little more chill than like having labor and getting in there right away and having a baby, it's still like all new and kind of maybe like anxiety inducing in some ways, or just like, it's a very new situation that you've never been in before. So it's hard to like, slow down and be chill about it Mm, yeah is that right or no yeah and i would say at that point i wasn't really that nervous i felt pretty calm Corey was very calm for me it was just more of this is surreal is this happening we're having a baby right now yeah it's like, yeah, like Corey was very much the rock the whole time. Like, yep, everything's going to be fine. You're doing great. You're so strong. You're capable. <laughs> like really just affirming me mm-hmm. and encouraging me the whole time. Um, I think it was. So like really, we kind of just like hung out in the hospital until that evening. So like 7 p.m. rolled around. I want to say that's when they administered the Pitocin. The Pitocin is really what like starts to kick your contractions into gear. Mm-hmm. So up until then, um, I, I felt fine. I felt great. I was hooked up to monitors. I was hanging out. We were watching TV. Um, Corey's parents came, um, brought our hospital bag. Um, and we were just hanging out, hanging yeah. out in the hospital. Uh, like it was just normal. Um, so at 7 PM they started Pitocin, which started to stimulate contractions. Um, I still didn't really feel anything. And the nurse was like, all right, just try to rest. Just try to rest, sleep. If you can, Corey got the cot down. Um, they turned the lights down low. It was really hard for me to sleep because, the nursing staff would come in every 20 to 40 minutes to check me. They're checking yeah. vitals. They, they had to go through stuff. They had to ask me questions. And so I wasn't really asleep ever during the yeah. night. Um, and then I remember very clearly it was 1 a.m. I, I felt like I had to go to the bathroom. And I stood up. I walked into the bathroom. I sat down on the toilet. And this like gush, this like drop of water went into the toilet. And I was like, what was that? I was like, was that, was that my water breaking? Was that, there's something called a mucus plug that also comes out. So I was like, was that the mucus plug? I don't know. Again, this is my first time. I don't know what's happening. And then I walked out of the bathroom and all of a sudden I felt like cramping. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is different. This is new. I haven't felt this yet. And I woke Corey up. I was like, hey, babe. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I was like, something's different. This is different. Something is happening. He's like, he like immediately shot up like off the cot. He's like, what's happening? What's going on? I was like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like some cramping right now. This feels different. I was like standing up. um, And the nurse came in and I was like, I told the nurse I think my mucus plug just came out and she's like, Oh yeah, that's normal. Okay, great. Um, looking back on it now, I think that's when my water broke. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I told the nurses that later, I was like, I think at one, my water might've broken. And they're like, no, we don't think that's what happened. And I was like, because there was no other time that a gush came out of me that I'm aware of. Maybe they know something that I don't, but yeah, because later one of the nurses was trying to backtrack. She's like, your water would have broken around one thirty, And I was like, could it have it's been pretty one? close? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was at one. Don't you think it was at one? No, I think it was one thirty. I was like, but nothing happened at one thirty. Anyway, it's not important. Um, but yeah, then man, this is wild. The cramping got really intense really quickly. Um, so starting at one, I was like, okay, contractions actually started getting closer together and they were getting more intense. Um, I was really uncomfortable during this time and I was trying to find a position to be in so that I could manage these contractions. And I was trying, I was like in the bed, standing up, like leaning over. And I was so uncomfortable. Mm. And I was like, I just, I just want to sit on the toilet. I just want to sit on the toilet. I don't know why that's the only place I can think of that would feel best right now so i went into the bathroom the door is wide open Corey brought they had like a stool so he brought a stool in there and he sat right across from me and i was sitting on the toilet between one and three just like wow going through contractions yeah and they were they were really uncomfortable yeah they were and they were coming faster than i expected at that point i don't know if that's because of the Pitocin, if it kind of ramped me up really quickly, or if that's how it's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, Corey was in there. He was holding my hand the whole time as I was sitting on the toilet. I felt so silly being on the toilet. It's kind of like, I mean, when you don't feel good, that's like the best place because you could do literally any possible thing <laughs> yeah. anytime you want. There's like no restriction, right? Yeah. There's nothing worse than, well, we were just having a small conversation right before we started recording, <laughs> but there's nothing worse than like being out in public and like feeling like really sick with whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. So like the only place you want to be is like on a toilet because yeah. you do anything you want. So I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense the, to me. And that, but I, yeah, contractions yeah. are different. The nurse kept walking in and out of the room and I was like, is it okay that I'm on the toilet? She's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> do whatever you need to do kind of thing. She's like, yes, nope, no problem. Like, um, I had a like portable belly monitor, um, and I had an IV. So I had to like take my IV in there yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah. But like thing with you yeah yeah. yeah yeah but we we sat Corey and i sat in the bathroom for two hours and um it was really hard it was really hard and i thought man i i don't know how long this is gonna last but i don't think i could do eight to 12 more hours of this and then deliver that was my biggest fear in that moment yeah i was like this is already really hard i could not imagine doing this for another several hours yeah. and then delivering Oof. um so it was 3 a.m and i asked for an epidural i was like i think i need it i yeah. really think i need an epidural right now 
Um, if I had a do-over, I would have asked for it sooner. I really would have. You're just kind of trying to push through it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know what labor was going to feel like. Um, but after I had the epidural, I I had a pretty instant relief. I could still feel. I could still feel my contractions. Um, I could still feel my toes. I could still move my legs a little bit, but I really lost a lot of control over, like I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so the epidural allowed me to rest while still feeling when my contractions were coming, but I was able to rest. And then whenever I would have to go to the bathroom, Corey would have to help me go to the bathroom. Cause I literally could not stand up on my own two feet. I could barely move my legs um, I was still trying to change positions about every 30 minutes. So I had this big, like lima bean shaped ball that was in between my legs. And Corey would literally have to like pick my leg up and like put it on the ball to help me change positions. Cause I, I couldn't do it. So first you, when you picture like, uh, labor and having a baby, you think, oh, the afternoon, the sun is out and you know, and we have a baby at night or like, baby, but you're having going through this in the middle of the night, yeah. which is another thing that you probably didn't expect either, which I mean, we look at birthing on TV and shows and movies and everything. And it's like, you know, midday, they're out doing something right. like you said. And oh, yeah. So this is like just real life in the middle of the night trying to get through this. So as mm-hmm. you're going through labor, you get the epidural. Uh, how much longer? Like what time was did uh barrett arrive barrett was barrett was born at 12 15 at in p.m p.m oh yeah. whoa so in the afternoon so you went through yes. this all all morning yes so um they they were checking me every few hours to see how dilated i was at 10 30 in the morning um somebody came in and they're like, oh, we're just going to check you really quick. I was like, OK. And they were like, oh, wow, you're you're fully dilated. And I was like, Great. what? <laughs> <laughs> they said, yeah, you're you're at 10 centimeters. All right. We're ready to rock and roll. And I was I thought, again, I was in shock. I was like, really? I it's time. We're, do, we're it's now we're doing this now. This is happening now. So they told me that. and I. They left the room like the nurses were like, all right, round it up. We got to get our shit together. We got to get the delivery doctor in here. We got to get the baby nurse in here. So they walked out of the room and I like looked at Corey (laughs) Um, and I told him, I said, I'm really scared right now. I'm pretty sure I started crying. I said, I'm I'm really scared because it just caught me off guard. Yeah, I did not think they were going to come in and say, all right. We're ready to go. Yeah. And he was like, you got this. I'm going to be right here with you. Um, very reassuring, very comforting. I was like, okay. I, all right. And then the nurse came in at 11. She was like, all right, we're going to start pushing. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how how I'm how to push. She's like, it's OK. We're going to do some practice pushes. I was like, OK, that made me feel better. Um, <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, we did practice pushes. Corey was on my right side and then the delivery nurse, her name was Terry. She was on my left side and Corey basically like gave me something to brace against. So he had like one hand behind my back and then he was basically like holding my foot. And then the other delivery nurse was holding my other foot and like my leg. So it like gave me something to brace against when yeah. I was pushing. Yeah. Um, so we did these practice pushes. The delivery doctor wasn't in there yet. His name was Dr. Doug. Okay. Um, he introduced himself as Doug. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because he was so chill. Yeah. He's he's. He's been doing this for over three decades. He's like, all right, yeah, we got another delivery. Cool. How you guys doing? <laughs> First time parents? Cool. Yeah. Like, just very laid back, but it really put me at ease. Yeah. Because he was just like, yeah, this is no big deal. I've done a million of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it should be. Yeah, yeah, he was, I mean, him, you'll have to ask Corey, because I don't really remember what him and Dr. Doug talked about, but they were like making small talk, <laughs> you know, in between contractions, because you're just yeah. kind of waiting for your next contraction to come before you can push. Um, so yeah, Dr. Doug was like making small talk. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So where are you guys, where are you guys from? Yeah. Cadillac. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, basically... Um, Dr. Doug was like, all right, we're going to wait for you whenever you, they, they, you can see my contractions on the monitor that they had me hooked up to, but basically I could feel them coming and peaking before it would show up on the monitor. Mm. So Dr. Doug was like, we're going to wait for you. You're going to tell us when you're ready to push. When you feel a contraction coming, you're going to you're going to like basically take a deep breath in, exhale, take a like really push out. And then during one contraction, he was like, you can do multiple pushes. So every time I had a contractions, I was doing three or four like big pushes. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was. It was a weird experience. Um, I felt like I wasn't making progress. I felt like all this time was going by and I felt like I had nothing to show for it. I was like, oh my God, I just keep like every contraction. I'm just like pushing, breathing out, like trying, like trying my hardest. And I feel like nothing's happening. And Corey and Dr. Doug we're both reassuring me like, no, you're making great progress. These are great pushes, but I'm like, nothing is happening. Um, at one point when Barrett was like crowning, Dr. Doug was like, do you want to reach down and feel his head? I was like, I, yeah, I guess because I'm like, I'm lying in a bed. My feet are in stirrups. Um, yeah, and also there's no modesty at the hospital. Yeah. I'm like one of the most modest persons in the in the whole world, and like I like modesty went out the window as mm -hmm. soon as labor started. So I was like, mm -hmm. I don't care who sees what. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I he like he like he's like yeah, just reach your hair, just reach your hand down, and you'll feel you'll feel your baby's head. I was like, 
okay. And I did. I could feel his hair and his like the top of his head. I was like, that is wild. That is crazy. Um, And then I did a few like a few more contractions went by. Again, I felt like I wasn't making progress, but then Dr. Doug was like, reach down again and you'll feel, you'll feel more of his head. I was like, okay, that was really helpful because I was like, nothing is happening and I'm getting tired. Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually feeling, um, feeling the baby's head come out was like, okay, he's almost here. Cause basically I just have to get his head out. Once his head's out, the rest comes out pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, Mueller's got big heads too. <laughs> he's just got a big head. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cor- Corey was great. He, one thing he did, and I don't know if he realizes this, is like every so often he would like just put a glass of water up to my mouth with a straw in it. And he was basically like offering me a drink. Like I didn't ask for it. He would just do that. He's like, just would bring the cup of water over. I would take a sip of water. That was really helpful Mm -hmm. throughout the process. And again, just being like, yeah, you're making incredible progress. This is amazing. Like you're so strong. Like you've got this just, yeah, just a rock. Um, but yeah. And then basically once, once his head came out, um, he just slid right out. Yeah. The rest of him slid right out, which I didn't expect either. I was like, okay, his head's out. And then I probably have to like push his shoulders out. And then I probably have to like push everything else out. But once his head came out, it was like really easy. He just came right out. Um, I don't, Corey had asked Dr. Doug if he could hand Barrett to me. And I think what happened, the way I remember it, is the doctor basically like caught caught the baby when he came out, and then he like brought it up, and Corey was on my right, and I was in front, and so I, he kind of handed Barrett to like both of us, mm-hmm. um, and then we like brought Barrett on my chest, um, and he started crying right away. Mm-hmm. He started crying and I started crying right mm-hmm. away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And Cor- Corey said he watched the whole thing. Like come so, out. He, he watched Barrett come out and. Get yeah. Cr- yeah. 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 So I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but yeah, he was, uh, six pounds, 11 ounces. Mm-hmm. He was 20 and a half inches long. So he's, he's going to be tall. He's a long for baby. Sure. He's going to be a good he's a, swimmer. It's a long baby. Yeah. Yeah. What was, so that moment uh, you said you got emotional. Um, what were the next couple moments? Like, like how long did you have to like kind of be there in that moment of first holding mm-hmm. him and before like, Oh, was he cleaned off at that point? Like what, what were the next couple steps? Um, they do. They did skin to skin. So they put him on my chest and I want to say he was there for probably an hour. Oh, so there's there's kind of an hour where um, there's a baby nurse in there that's coming over and just like kind of checking him. Um, but she didn't take him away from me at all. 
Um, and then the other nurses and the doctor, there were still like things to do. Like there were still things happening in the room during that hour while Barrett's here, Corey's right next to me. We're kind of like rejoicing in mm-hmm. this moment and savoring it. While this is going on, we're like in this bubble. Like we feel like we're in this private bubble while the rest of the staff is like, I mean, yeah, like I still had to deliver the placenta. So at one point I remember Dr. Doug being like, hey, on your next contraction, just give me a little push because <laughs> um, the placenta still had to come out. And it was it was wild because it came out really easily, but it like it like plopped onto the floor. And I was really curious at what it looked like. So I was like trying to see what, what it that looked is. like. They like put it in this like clear Tupperware container. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looked, I don't know. It looked like a, a lung, like a slice of meat or an animal lung. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> um, but then they were also, the nurses come and they, they have to like push on your belly because they're trying to get all of this like discharge out. Um, and so they would say like, again, we're like in this little magical bubble over here, but then the nurse would kind of come into the bubble and be like, okay, Hey, I need you to take a deep breath in and then I'm going to have you exhale everything out. And then I'm going to push down on your stomach and they're pushing down pretty hard. So you like breathe in, and then they're like, like pushing down your stomach and like trying to push things out. They're treating you like a sponge with like a little squeegee, 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 they're squeegeeing you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, um, it's like, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, they're just like pushing down and like trying to like moving stuff, push things out. (laughs) Um, which it felt it felt fine because we're I'm on such a high right now. Like I have so much adrenaline and mm-hmm. we're in our magic little spear with Barrett right here. Yeah. And um, and he's the babies are amazing because, you know, after they come out, they pretty shortly they start like rooting around. Um, and I like instantly started producing what's called colostrum. So it's like the first stage of breast milk that comes out. It's like really thick and golden color. And babies instinctively start rooting around to try to find the colostrum. And so it was wild to watch that happen because like he just knows. There's nothing in his brain that tells him. It's just nature yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy yeah. this is so wild that's, that's the first time i've ever actually you you saying that just now was the first time i've ever heard of something like that with humans because we're so like used to being of um uh like nurture right like you mm-hmm. teach the baby what to do or you mm-hmm. show them the way you show them the way but in this instance he's fresh blank slate yeah with animals like you see like a cow come out or something or a deer and they're instinctively just like they know what they have to do follow mom mm-hmm. you know here's you know milk whatever I, I, we we are just kind of like at our very root instinct that base mm-hmm. level nature yeah yeah it's crazy um but yeah an hour went by and then the nurse came over and she took barrett they kept him in the room he never left the room mm-hmm. but they had like a little area for him 
And she's like, all right, we just need to, you know, like check him. We're going to weigh him. We're going to measure him. They did his footprints. Um, So they took him. They did all that stuff. And Corey went with them and they were just like in front of the bed. So like I could see them. Um, And. I remember Dr. Doug, I don't know if you all I don't know if you all want to hear about the aftermath, but he was like. Um, I, I still like, don't feel anything, you know, my epidural is still with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, nothing's worn off yet. Dr. Doug like casually was like, all right, like you had, um, you had a second degree tear, um, which is pretty common. So there's, um, it's on a scale of one to four, four, four is terrible. Um, you basically tear from like your perineum to your anus, Mm -hmm. Um, one and two are really common. And he was like, right, you have a second degree tear requires some stitches. So he's like stitching me up. Um, and I was like, okay, I don't feel anything. So I'm like, okay, yeah, get her done. Bye. Get her done, Doug. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then I feel like Terry, the delivery nurse, she's like, all right, let's get you cleaned up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just named the. T- <laughs> <laughs> Did you follow what I'm laughing at? No. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you were just talking about a second degree tear. <laughs> and you go, Terry, <laughs> I thought you named the tear. <laughs> No, the delivery nurse. Her name was Terry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, she was she was gonna like try to help me into the bathroom. Um, I still couldn't walk, so Corey came over and helped me walk. I like walked to the shower, and Terry basically helped me like take a shower. Yeah. Um, I I could <laughs> I could barely stand on my own two feet. Um, there was, there was a seat in the shower, but my epidural had started wearing off at that point. So everything was like really sore Mm. and tender and hurt. So I did not want to sit down on that hard seat. Um, so I was basically like grabbing in the shower because they have bars everywhere in the hospital shower. Mm -hmm. I was basically grabbing there. And Terry's like helping me in the shower, shower off. Good Terry. Um, God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> um, she like helped me get out. She helped me like dry off and change and gave me like a diaper to wear basically. Yeah. Um, and they basically like got all of our stuff together. Um, they brought a wheelchair in and they're like, all right, we're going to move you now to a recovery room. Yeah. So we went to the recovery room um, yeah, it was, and then we were in the recovery room for another day. Hmm. We were discharged the next day. That's, um, pretty opening. like the whole process of it. Um, I want to go back to, I want to ask one question about mm. a certain moment because I'm going to ask you and Corey the same thing. Oh yeah. Um, what, uh, if you can, and if there was any thoughts about first holding him or first looking at him or even you could go into like the next day too when you're recovering and things have settled down too if you Mm -hmm. what did you have any um i don't know what kind of emotions came out or any thoughts that you might want to share about 
now you have a son. Yeah, initially, right when he was born and they like put him on my chest, I was like, I felt over like this overwhelming joy. Mm-hmm. And I just like tears were streaming down my face. Um, it's so strange because I thought with with Barrett being our first child, I thought everything would feel foreign. I I really thought, you know, I would doubt myself and fumble through things and not really know what I was doing and kind of feel um, like I was still on the learning curve. But really, once he came and we were taking care of him and like nursing and all that in the recovery room and holding him and um, it felt really natural. Mm. I, I can't explain it because I didn't think I would feel that way. I thought, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know how to nurse. I don't know how to do anything. But then everything came so naturally. And I think, I think Corey would agree. And it was really strange because I think the hospital staff sees a lot of first time parents. And let me tell you, there are, there are babies having babies out there. Mm. Um, I just know going to my doctor's appointments, the age of some of the people in the waiting room, people have kids really young. Corey and I are a little bit older than most, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hospital staff sees a lot of first time parents and they were kind of surprised when they learned that we were first time parents. They're like, wow, you all know what you're doing. Like you all know exactly what you're doing. Um, just in the way we interacted with Barrett and handled him or like if he got fussy or if he was crying or even nursing, like the um, they have a lactation consultant that comes in and meets with you. And she was meeting with me. and. Um, she was really helpful, but she was also like, oh, yeah, you're doing a great job. Look at him. Like, look at he's latching great. He's feeding. You can tell that he's swallowing. I was like, OK, like, Easy. I, yeah, just things started coming naturally. And even now, even now that we're home, it feels so normal to have him here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that either. I thought, OK, like this is going to be. Like the next, like the next several weeks, months, it's going to be a crazy time in our life and we're not going to sleep and, you know, the world's going to revolve around this kid and we got to figure out how to take care of him. Everything. I mean, we have our moments, but we, we got into a rhythm so quickly. We got home, we found a rhythm and it feels like. I don't know. It just feels normal. This just feels normal now. Yeah. Kind of like he's always been there in a way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah. How did we, how did we used to live without this kid? Yeah. What was life like before him? I don't remember. It's already like you're already in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems like. And for all the other parents that I know that are my friends that have had a child, that (laughs) seems to be the case as well. Because even I, uh, as a friend, 
don't see them without that child, like obviously because it's there. Mm. But like, I can't remember mm-hmm. a time before that kid and what that person, like, what our life was like. Because it almost is like mm-hmm. it becomes irrelevant almost. Because mm-hmm. um, now this is you have this great new thing, um, which is a child. Uh, so okay, so we just talked through the whole your whole birthing process, and it was super super interesting. Um, very informative, and uh, I'm not over the fact that you, her name is Terry. But <laughs> <laughs> i i want to I want us to stop there, and I want us to have more of an update on his life and your, your like the home routines and things that are mm. happening in a different episode because this has already um, yeah. been a really really good episode full of a lot of good things from you. Um, so if, if there's anything you want to add on tack on at the end about maybe being discharged or anything like that mm. um i'll let you go yeah i was trying to think okay uh delivery do-overs for mm. me okay i would <laughs> somebody told us after the fact that we were supposed to have our hospital bag in our car like starting at week 36 because I guess it's not uncommon to go into an appointment and for them to say, oh, we're going to admit you. I didn't know that. So I think I would have actually had our hospital bag in the car just in case something like that happened, which it did. And we weren't really ready. And it wasn't big, a big deal because Corey's parents were really helpful in getting us what we needed. Um, I probably would have asked for the epidural sooner. Um. I also remember regretting not eating more. Once you get the epidural, you can't eat. Mm. And I remember being really hungry. Um, and the only thing I could have, I could have jello and I could have broth, like chicken broth, and I could have apple juice. So I was like, I kept asking, I was like, can I have more broth? Can I have more jello? Can I have more apple juice? Like I was just trying to get something mm-hmm. in my system. Um, I also, I got nauseous a few times and threw up. Um, and I'm actually wondering if it's because my, I had an empty stomach and I was getting, um, I was getting doses. They dose you with these things. Like they dose you with Pitocin. It's not like one dose. You get like micro doses every few hours. Um, So I'm wondering if that's why I was getting sick. And I would tell Corey, I'm like, oh, I feel really nauseous. And he would have like a barf bag like right there ready for me. Well, it makes sense (laughs) that you finished your pregnancy pretty much how you started. So yeah, I was like this. This, yeah, this is, and in the I should have, I should have guessed. Yeah, I should have yeah. guessed. Um, leaving the hospital, man, that, leaving the hospital was fun because we put Barrett in the car seat. We're walking him out. All the nurses were wishing us luck and they were seeing him and like seeing us off. And we, we left, we, we put him in the car and yeah, it felt normal. It's like, this is our family now. Yeah. This is our family. Um, so that was great. So I'll ask you one more question. We'll end on a high note and then we'll, we'll get out of here. What was favorite moment slash best moment slash moment that you're going to hold on to from the whole couple day process? Man, definitely. 
in the delivery room when Dr. Doug was like, yeah, do you want to feel his head? Like he's crowning. You want to feel his head? Um, they ask you one of there's like, you fill out a birth plan and they ask you like, do you want to see your birth? Like, the, cause they'll put a mirror there so that you can see. And I was like, no, I don't think I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't, I didn't think I would want to feel his head crowning either, but that was a crazy moment. Um, cause I mean, I've carried him up until this point. I mean, we gave birth right when we were at 39 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was wild. Um, and yeah, just the moment of like Corey Baird and I being in our magical little bubble after he was born where there was like things happening around us in the room and doctors are doing things, nurses are doing things, but we're kind of just sitting here in the hospital bed, all three of us. Um, that was really special. Well, Connor, thank you for sharing the whole entire story. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't want to be um, vulnerable and, and you know share that type of thing, but it's also not only good to talk about it, it it's fun conversation. Um, but it's good for other people to hear about it. They might be potentially going through this experience mm. later on. So um, I sure appreciate you um, because hopefully I will go through it someday as someone in Corey's shoes. Um, and for everybody else out there listening too, hopefully you, you took some good things away from this. Yeah, um, it was it was a crazy experience. It didn't happen the way I thought it would at all. Um, which I think is pretty normal for birth stories is they never happen the way you imagine they're going to. Um, but I, I'm glad we were able to capture the birth story on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy ride. We'll have more, more episodes coming up about Barrett and, uh, your guys's new life together. Um, so obviously we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, but until then, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the weekly warrior podcast.